Warning, the following episode contains adult language and screaming goats. Listener discretion is advised. The Pinball Network is online. Launching The Pinball Show. Pinball is a game of skill. For some, it's a passion and a lifestyle. It's time for The Pinball Show. It's pinball with personality. Hey everybody, we're back for the Pinball Show episode 33 with your host, myself, Zach Minnie, and my best bud, Dennis Creasel. How's it going, Dennis? It's going good. We got all sorts of fun stuff to talk about on this special episode 33. Oh, we do. That's how old you I are, think. right? 33? Yeah, <laughs> not not for like a decade. Oh, that's okay. Speaking of, you did have a birthday recently. Happy birthday, Dennis Creasel. Well, thank you. I saw someone, I, I don't know who it was, who posted on the TPN about it, but there were a lot of people who replied. And, so thank you, everyone. The people love the you. The wishes. You didn't get any uh, bad text or anything like that, did you? Uh, not bad. I did get texts. Okay. Most most people post, you know, posted on Facebook. A few people sent me private messages. I had one person text me. Nice. I, d- I asked my wife, we were camping this weekend, and I asked her, what, should we send Dennis something? I want to send him something, but I don't know what to send him. And she was like, well, you can send anything. Send him uh, some treats or maybe some flowers or something. I'm like, uh, do you send him, do you send a friend flowers? Maybe. Yeah. Uh, for a birthday is kind of weird. I can see like a yeah, or like well, my or funeral see, yeah, would work well, to your family. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, um, I would. I would say your eulogy. Well, I know <laughs> you. You apparently can't send a the first of the Avengers Stern Pros that you got. So come on, you're never gonna let it down. I'm just. Po- I'm just pointing out. Now yeah, I'm sitting yeah, on it stock. Could've, it could have been easy money, but you were like, nah. Got inventory, and now yeah. Well, yeah. I told her. I said, do you think? What would he do if I sent him a like a stripper, just as like <laughs> just like a stripper just shows up at the house, asks to borrow the pole I have? <laughs> yeah, that would be awkward. Are you using that? Yeah, these thighs don't make themselves, <laughs> Zach. These thighs don't lie. Would you reject the gifted stripper, or would you accept the short dance? That's what we were thinking about, Nicole and I. <laughs> she <laughs> yes, was like, I'm sure she was a scheme. She this was, whole thing. Well, she she goes along with it. She thinks I'm an idiot, but goes along with it. She hmm. shook her head and said, "No, I'm pretty sure he would be very kind to the stripper and say thank you." <laughs> However, God, at this time, it sounds I think like I'd give her a cotton candy. <laughs> Here you go. Here's. But yeah, she she was like, have fun at the circus. She's pretty witty. So she said something about the stripper taking off the heels before she entered. <laughs> oh, I don't have that rule. She can wear the heels inside. I don't have that rule. Oh, and I thought ultimately I can't everybody. I probably had five or six messages saying, please sing happy birthday to Dennis Creason. I said, I can't. I can't for his birthday. I cannot sing to him. That would that would be too much. He hates singing. So I thought. Why not hum? Mm-hmm. Uh, I did see a lot of people post online concerned about the singing, and so that they, they know, <laughs> had you sent like an audio file, uh-huh. I wouldn't have played it because I knew what it would have been. And had you actually tried to call me, I would have rejected the call. That's fair enough. Can you yeah. can you hum sexy? Mm-mm-mm-mm. 
Mm-hmm. Are you trying to do your Marilyn Monroe mm-hmm. there? But, um, mm-hmm. You got it, know. though. So it worked. Yeah, so I guess, yes, that's the answer to that. <laughs> Don't we have a guest on today? No, that's the thing. We spo- we were supposed to have a guest, Dennis, a special guest from JJP. Ken Cromwell was supposed to grace us with his presence today at his request. I was excited about that. However, things have changed, I guess, since then. Um, I, I don't know. I guess he's busy. I don't know what's going on. But Ken said he was not able to join us this week. Oh. Felt like the prom all over again. Yeah. All these people wanting to go with yours truly to the prom. And then they all stand me up the day of with my corsage. Mm hmm. I offer my sympathy to you. (laughs) (laughs) What is it, Dr. Phil? Did you guys get stood up by by Mr. Cromwell? Some bitch. He has a successful launch. And then he's too big for his britches. But was it really successful? It was stupendous. Outstanding is what, is what the Daily Report's calling it. Um, yeah, that's fair enough. But, but for yeah. you, uh, screw you, Ken Cromwell! Student standing, standing, standing us up like that. These boys are worth more. What about t-shirts? Did you? I, I think there were emails saying, here's a better job, Zach, don't hate me. There were some good ones. Um, we're going to pick one this week. We're going to show mm-hmm. some this week on social media, so follow the Pinball Network on Facebook, and we'll show you some pictures of some of them, and then we'll randomly select a winner. I, Exciting. Eh, I, I'm, I'm going to give the audience, you guys, you're going to get pissed off. I'm going to give you a, about a C-minus grade on this whole giveaway. You d- you've never even... Have you on Straight Down the Middle scored a pinball machine at a C-minus? Yes. I think you've scored one. Greg has not. You no. have. I can't remember which one it was. Uh, was it Baywatch? It may have been Baywatch or Rob Zombie. No, I think Rob Zombie got a C. Yeah, it might have. Yeah, it's probably Baywatch. God, you pulled your punch on Rob. <laughs> trying to trying to land that that spooky uh, distributorship, mm-hmm. even though it was before you owned Flipping Out. You foresaw it all through your palantir. Well, I do see all in the future. Wait until you see Jersey Jack number eight. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I'm going to give everybody a C minus. It was, it was a decent effort, but I know you guys, you guys have more in you, but I'll give C you the minus doesn't the sound decent. Cause that's below average. I'll give them the banner, whatever. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. I'm just a little disappointed. <laughs> I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> Let's get into some news. Do we have correspondence? No, we only have one this week. Y'all need to step uh, your game up too, damn it. C minuses for everyone. Over here editing all night long. Can't do, oh, whatever. Let's hit it. It's time for TPN Industry News. Hi, this is Ken Rudberg with your Jersey Jack update. Well, the long wait is finally over for Guns N' Roses. It was finally released last week, and I've got a few key points that I wanted to touch on for this segment, so I'm going to move quick. First things first, the pin looks amazing. There are literally hundreds of LEDs on each version. The introduction of color-coordinated LED hot rails on either side of the game really add to the atmosphere and excitement of the game. In fact, some have said it's almost too bright. The artworks looks great, and uh, many people are seeing it as a vast improvement over some of the art packages on previous titles. Now for the gameplay, uh, it's really up in the air at this point. 
Some people really love the fact that it's easy to shoot and there are wide open ramps. Other people are complaining that there are too many multi-balls and that that really slows down the flow of the game. Either way, people are going to become a lot more familiar with the gameplay over the next few weeks. And my main takeaway is that Slash really wanted to make this a concert in a pinball machine and they have succeeded on every level. The sheer number of songs, the playfield details like bass string return ramp and guitar headstock, the gameplay progression through the different songs, and the overall world under glass feeling is giving many people the impression that this may be the best theme integration in the history of pinball. The main downside appears to be that Jersey Jack was caught by surprise with the sheer numbers of people wanting to buy this machine. Distributors are not getting as many as they thought and people are having their orders cancelled. It's a big problem with the rollout of this incredibly in-demand pin. The thing to remember is that this is due to the power of a machine built with this much attention to detail, paired with a killer theme, and resulting in what many are calling Game of the Year for Jersey Jack Pinball. For The Pinball Show, this has been Ken Rudberg with your Jersey Jack update. Well, Zach, it's always great to hear from a correspondent. From a. Oh, it is. Thank you, Ken Rudberg. I think um, Craig Bobby's elf in the woods again, if I had to guess. You know, that's that generous Canadian vacation time. Something. Man, do they take naps and siestas too? Shit. Beds of syrup. Beds. <laughs> Let's talk about Jersey Jack Pinball. It's all in the news. Guns N' Roses was revealed, released. We gave some quick first impressions prior to playing the game. You, Dennis, have not been able to get out and play one on location quite yet, correct? No, we don't have any in this area at this time okay. that I'm aware of. We do know they're shipping, so that is always a plus. That's really cool. We were able to secure a couple of the first run of LEs. I know that standards are now on the line, if not on and off the line, and then... We'll talk about the production because as a distributor, I'm not sure what's next or when it's coming, um, but I do have an LE in the showroom, oh. so I've played. Now, I know, of course, you and Greg got time because you shot that promotional video, Yeah, we, which is done very well, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. We're good. I'm sure you already knew that. But yeah. Yeah. A lot of people have reached out and we I, appreciate I, that. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I'm going to say, which and you can shift back if, if I'm disrupting your transitions here, but the just the online feedback if there's obviously there's always opinions on every single game there are things that people like and things that people hate yes. there's a lot of subjectiveness to anything in pinball as we would expect but i have not seen criticism at all about this launch and yes, i have yes. seen many people say that they feel this is the best launch they have ever experienced in pinball and i would agree i That's think this pretty was big very well executed better than anything else I can think of, just the way it was sort of staged. You know, we got the little trailers, and then uh, you know, it was just a, a few minutes later, the the longer videos come out. You got the deep dive over with Twip, uh, and then Super it awesome. kind of culminates with the Buffalo live stream. Mm -hmm. Then we go into Buffalo. It mm -hmm. it was all in all, I kind of tend to agree. I don't know a better one. I'm sure that there was things that could even be better than that. I know that oh, I bet there's imp there's room for improvement in anything. But yes. that being said, this was so. I mean, I was talking with not with not Zach. I was talking with other people. We were pulling analytics from how Avengers was revealed, like the Marvel stream and all that, and the promotional trailer for Avengers versus the promotional trailer mm -hmm. that JJP had on their site. The numbers 
And that Avengers has a month's worth of numbers and the JJP Guns N' Roses figures are so many thousands ahead after 24 hours. Yeah. And this was before the Buffalo stream. I was talking with, uh, with Joel with uh, just another pinball actually. Okay. And he pulled the numbers before I did uh, because we were both in the same track of thinking of what, what we wanted to analyze. And I had another discussion with another, another non TPN person about it. And same thing. It was just like, yes, this is, uh, someone pointed out to me that at the time, at least the JJP trailer was not even, uh, in their view, appropriately tagged on YouTube to mm-hmm. get as many hits as it could. And it still had great numbers. It did. I can say that, uh, Greg and I, for the straight down the middle piece, we really poured everything we had into that Dennis. And we were not bra- We were really proud of it. We felt good about it. Um, I got to surprise Greg with the edits one day when we were filming uh, the first impressions video we got up and he was blown away by it. Uh, And it just, it feels really good to get that feedback from people and people have been so gracious about it saying things like, yeah, this is exactly what we want. We need that nice little teaser, not showing us too much, but getting us to want more. Then we've got more of a behind the scenes capture with its own kind of sizzle reel and in a way to see it differently. Uh, and then we go right into a podcast or a deeper dive. And then you get the stream later on. It breathes a little bit before you get that stream. I think timing wise, it was damn near perfect. Yeah, I th- for me, the only, I guess, if I were to offer my peanut gallery opinions, uh, the one thing I would have done differently is, if possible, I would have moved the Buffalo stream to the same day as the other stuff, just putting mm-hmm. it at the end. I could see that. Rather than waiting two days. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in part, it's because the games were already shipped. Yeah. So people were already getting to experience it. And given that, I, I think that pressure, I don't, I don't think it's a big deal. Because I think the I think the uh, the constructed trailers are what generate the most excitement. But just for the hardcore to get used to, get familiar, understand it, I think it would have been a good capstone on the end of a day of really exciting reveal stuff. That's and I just point. think compressing it all into twenty four hours would have worked even better. But mm-hmm. I'm I'm guessing. I don't know if that's true or not. Even I'm gonna give I'm gonna give a big ass gold star to Ken Cromwell. I mean, think about it. Think about mm, yeah. Ken Cromwell was not employed there. To any prior releases he he helped with the the wonka release with the podcasting panel right right, right. he was uh, he was part of the reveal strategy yes he steps in now and coordinates just the cornucopia of different things but it wasn't too much nothing was too much and then think about it Dennis. even the pictures leading up to that reveal little bitty sneak peeks here and there with eric minier that was nicely orchestrated and then I can tell you listeners that that visual piece and that video piece of kind of the rules overview that we've seen prior to the Buffalo stream, that was all Ken Cromwell as well. He fully edited that whole, that whole darn thing. So I, uh, yeah, no, Ken, I think Ken did an incredible job. I actually privately, no, well now it's public <laughs> privately yeah. me- messaged Ken just a real bit. Cause I'm that day or the day after him, of course, I know he's really busy. So I just said, Hey, I just wanted to let you know, I thought this was an incredible reveal. Uh, and I, th- I think Ken knows me well enough to know that I, do- I don't go and give faint praise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we can say this unequivocally. I think this is a fact that that the way that that rolled out sold a shitload of products. It sold a I, lot. I, of I remember products. on the last episode on our part one of our last episode, you asked me about the CE and mm-hmm. if it was going to sell out or not. And I and it was like, yeah, I don't know. You know, 12, five is a lot of money for people. Oh, holy crap. Well, yeah. I was once again, 180 <laughs> degrees looking in the wrong direction. That bubble's because, strong. Oh my. 
12, is, it, is this the first CE of theirs that sold out? I would guess so. Yeah, because I and know did that it, there, and it did it in a day, right? I know that there was Wonka CEs. There's no way in hell the dialed in CE sold out. They probably just stopped the production on those. Sold out. Well, oh, and, I guess I guess pirate CE sold out. Uh, oh wait, no, I don't no. know. They built them all because the because the sales were so low. Yeah, they stopped the run on them. Yeah, I believe that's right. That doesn't count. Stopping so, the run early doesn't count. A twelve thousand five hundred dollar plus shipping machine, five hundred units selling out the first day is absurd it's yeah i agree I, I i obviously my mind didn't think it was possible and I, at that time dennis none of sorry i'm getting loud at that time none we we had not seen gameplay of this game that was the power oh, did it did it sell out before the gameplay showed it's i don't know when day it sold. one i knew it did the day of i knew it did the day of day one and we'll talk about the 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 mess that that was but there wasn't even enough this thing could have sold 1,000 units in day one, period. Mm. That, that shows the power of proper marketing and having the employees and the groups uh, with that media rollout all at once. That shows the power of that. But woof, nicely done, JJP team, and for everybody in media that was part of that spectacle. Whew. And then we saw the Buffalo stream. Before we go into what the game is like, I do want to showcase something that is really important to me. A good old thank you is very important to me in life. Um, Greg Bono even tell you it's easier to give money to somebody than to genuinely say thank you. And nothing shows character, listener, like Eric Minier, the designer of Guns N' Roses Pinball, to call me personally on the day of release before this thing was released to tell me how grateful he was for the video, how well done it was, uh, him watching it over and over. He was just very emphatic with his thank you. And the man did that on the most important occupational day that he's going to have in years, maybe of a lifetime. And he, he chose to do that, uh, to Greg and I, and that if that's not character, I don't know what is. That was, that was the highlight for me of this whole thing was having him take the time on probably the busiest, most important day to say thank you, to reach out. So Eric, thank you uh, for just being a, a damn good person and uh, a genius when it comes to designing pinball machines. So now we can talk about Buffalo Pinball had the opportunity. They got, Kevin got a game early in the week or or last week, uh, week before, I'm not sure when he did a unboxing stream of it. Then he did the official JJP reveal stream and everybody got to see this game. Did you by chance get any time to watch that? Well, yes, Zach, I uh, saw about the first 60 minutes of the Buffalo stream live. Wow. Okay. So you saw quite yeah. a bit of it. Yes. I haven't been doing a very good job watching live stream, uh, reveals, but I was killing time before the debate. Very nice. Oh, yeah. That's a whole nother story. Whole nother podcast there. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, what... Bum the, on me! <laughs> oh, wait, sorry. <laughs> what, that, was a, that was a Transformers reference. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, gotta love Shia LaBeouf. Tell me what you thought about the gameplay. Gameplay itself, I don't think this is my cup of tea. Ooh, strong take. Mm, yes. Why uh, is that? What... Well, I, you know, I remember when we had done our first thoughts based off of the trailer yes. in our part two episode of episode number 32. 
And you had mentioned with your hands-on experience when shooting video that you felt this game was very approachable. Yes. And you define that approachability by that this game played easier than Pirates, Mm -hmm. JJP Pirates, and easier than Wonka. Mm -hmm. And so that already uh, made me nervous because I think Wonka is an easy game. Oh, like, I think you can ride ramps all day. It's got Wrong. some risky shots if you choose to take them. It's a tough shooter, but, but okay. But um, but it's not. I mean, it it ain't no Iron Man. No, uh, that's fair. So I, I also I wouldn't say like it's as as forgiving as uh, maybe a Star Stern Star Trek either. It's okay. just, you know, it, but uh, so anyway, w- watching it, uh, like the shot the shot geometry uh, looked okay, but what? I didn't think it looked great. Oh. Wrong. Oh. And I also thought, especially coupled with the the sheer volume of multi balls, mm-hmm. that this is a game aimed at beginners. Wrong. Yeah, that's that. That was my take. Okay. But anyway, that was okay. my take. Like again, I wasn't staring at the screen the entire sixty minutes. I yeah. did not think though of a single game that uh, Kevin Manny with Buffalo Pinball played where he did not have a multi ball. True. And I'm, in count, I'm counting Attaballs. So if he had, I, I was like, okay, so this is this is baby's first multi-ball? <laughs> is this a Daddy East game? Wrong. Where you get a guaranteed tri-ball on ball three if you didn't earn a multi-ball? Because that's what it felt it like. It pushes you to play a song. Yes. You get to play a song. And that song is where uh, a lot of the multi And I think some people are going to like that. But to me, it seemed even more multi-ball heavy than Hobbit. And Hobbit was too multi-ball heavy for my taste. So that bothered me coupled with that. The layout isn't, I don't think it's that, uh, you know, there's You're a lot of stop. So wrong there's a here. lot of stop. I mean, we were so watching wrong. the Ellie version, I believe. Yes. And, and so you've got like the guitar neck with the ball lock, which is really cool ball lock. Mm-hmm. And just, but like once you're in multi-ball, there's not a good way that I could tell from watching Kevin to keep the balls like flowing along the ramps and stuff. So it's all really cramped. You're playing that lower half with all those multi-balls. A lot of times, just, yeah, playing multi-balls. And so yeah, to me, killer. it just looks like a flail fest when you're in the multi-ball. But it's, you were, he was in the multi-ball all the time, all the time. Mm-hmm. And so, I, for me, those are not things I look for in a game. That's a fair assessment. To be kind, you're going to be eating crow a little bit on the layout once you get a chance to play it. Nom, nom, nom. Well, it wouldn't be the first time I've been wrong. Yeah. But uh, no, I don't. I, I did not. Layout-wise, I, I mean, it, it looked okay. I don't want to say like I hated the layout. I think I would have fun batting the ball around on it. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't think that... Like, I think the Pirates layout is more exciting than this layout. Oh. Wrong. No. Just no. Okay. No, this feels more open than even the wide body that is pirates. Well, there's a lot of open space down below, but uh, and again, we were we were watching the LE, but like when I look at the standard edition, when you don't have the upper playfields anymore, and you see just how little of the whole upper left fourth is used on this game mm-hmm. for gameplay, and that's just in this mode. A lot of that is in the LE version. That's mostly to accomplish. You know, to compensate or accommodate, I should mm-hmm. say, that uh, bass guitar neck and uh, a buck, fairly yeah. what reminds me of, and I think I even noted it when we watched the the trailer last week, the Aerosmith-esque upper play field with the one little flipper that has like two shots to do. I, again, I think that, to, here's, all right, my, my distilled down opinion is it feels to me like the huge focus on this was to integrate the theme and create this stage show 
rockin' look, and I think that got nailed, but I think you'll pay a price on gameplay for it. I mm, I was going to say I strongly disagree. You you can. Of course, but, everyone's going to. But, but in, my, in my defense, if I may continue to ramble a little bit. Yeah, so I was, of course, chatting with other people while watching that the Buffalo stream because everyone was watching the Buffalo stream. Mm-hmm. It was the place to be after yeah. all. And I want to be a cool kid. <laughs> so when I'm there, I was talking to. Uh, several people, and then one of the competitive players, more high, you know, better than me, competitive players, mm-hmm. uh, which isn't saying much, I know, but this was a, a very high level competitive player, said some of the similar things. I'm really concerned about the length of the multi balls. I'm really concerned about how generous this seems to be for accommodating shots. It doesn't seem overly dangerous. He told me that he was talking with another high-level player, I don't know which one, who already said, based off the video, they were banning this game from tournaments. Wow. Now, whether or not that actually happens or not remains to be Poor seen, of course. But, but that, and then one of, them, one of them noted that when, I guess it was Joe Katz, at some point, uh, this was after I wasn't watching anymore, it was in the second hour, I believe, said that he thought this was a great tournament game, and this person laughed. Hmm. It's like no. The only time he's going to tell on the whole tournament scene thing. Well, and it's making me wonder: Can you have a game with this level? I mean, because this theme, this is—I still stand by what I said last week. This game has the best theme integration of any pinball machine I can think of ever, ever. And I wonder: Can you have that and have a game that's going to appeal to the truly competitive crowd? Is it impossible to have both? It's not impossible, but well, because like this, that that bitching guitar neck lock thing yeah. that takes up a lot of space that you can't shoot now. That just holds balls. I had someone refer to the whole upper section and that as, "Hey, look, they brought back Flight 2000's ball lock." Oh, that's not fair. It wasn't fair, but it was funny. It, that's I, why I'm humorous, telling it. But that's why I'm telling it. But I mean, we we're, we can't all be straight down the middle, Zach, and just shill the hell out of this. <laughs> you can you can play that card, but I'm telling you right now the layout is phenomenal it really really is good and a lot of you don't know me as a competitive player by nature that's fine Uh, but it doesn't mean i don't know what is a good shooting game good geometry good combo system it doesn't mean that at all if anything i i would argue that i know more so than even a lot of competitive tournament players like there's no there's no correlation here to me between uh tournament and competitive pinball expertise and geometry and layout i'm sorry there's not some of the greatest games ever made were ones that may not be suited well for a tournament lord of the rings the hobbit yeah and and i think that's i i think you're right and i think it's fine i'm just saying that because i typically seem to just like what game like i i would like to have a lord of the rings so i could see having a game like this and really enjoying it but mm-hmm. knowing that it's not going to be it's not going to meet every box it's not going to check all the boxes how in the hell does this thing then dennis give me that one more game feeling more so than anything in my collection right now because it's new no no cuz the past 5 games i've purchased haven't been necessarily like that because it's JJP. I, I I don't know. I don't know what to tell you because uh, Eric uh, Minier's design philosophy is the one that most appeals to what you enjoy in gameplay. I was listening to Travis Murray, a friend of ours, on his... Uh, I, I did see... I, 
at least one of his videos mm-hmm. after this. Yes. He did uh, yeah. a... I think, yeah, another... I think it's called A Pinball Podcast on YouTube. Okay, so he was, yeah, he was doing a pinball podcast on YouTube, and he was giving his reactions after gameplay, and I love Travis, but it had me pulling my hair out. I'm like, Now, oh, Travis, a uh, high-level competitive player. You know, he's a state champ from Oklahoma. He has the credentials, right? The bona fides, yes. But damn, was he wrong. Wrong. Uh, he mm. I think he had his... Travis, I love you, but you had your Avengers glasses on there, buddy. He he just purchased an LE. He had the Avengers glasses on, just as one might say, I have my shill lens on and my my shill shades. Oh, trademark shill shades. So you're you're thinking that Travis's opinion is influenced by the fact that he dropped a lot of money on an Avengers? Uh, five percent. Well, that's not very much influence. Mm. 10%? Come on, Zach, 5%. If I get a coupon for 5%, I throw there's, it away. There's multiple things. His um, his preference and desire for Keith Elwin games, maybe another one. The feel, that's, that's common for a lot of tournament people. The feel though. of a stern game doesn't, uh, doesn't have a lot of JJP games. The familiarity with stern games as a competitive player. I mean, there's a, there's a couple things going on. But when he said something to the effect of this game has no flow combo to it no he said no combos in this game i i thought i was watching the presidential debate i was like but this is just not true none of this is even true what am i even watching travis lies oh lies uh because the the loops and the repetitive loop and the smoothness nature of this game is screaming combos and flow screaming just because it has an upper play field doesn't mean it doesn't have flow there is some stop and go but can a game i know that that's like the that's the that's the scale right one end is what? one end is flow one end is stop and go stop go and flow right well it's more that those are like the two modern design philosophies that most games fall in and then of course there's a blend between the two that you can achieve mm-hmm. though I would note there's nothing inherently like bad about stop and go. No, some people prefer flow games like Steve Ritchie and John Borgs and other people fall more into like Pat Lawler was a big time stop and go designer Mm -hmm. for most of his layouts. John Norris was a big time stop and go designer like eight ball deluxe. It's a loved, uh, we talked about Merlin's arcade and how it's based off eight ball deluxe. Eight ball deluxe is a notorious stop and go game Mm -hmm. because a lot of times stop and go games are about precision and sniping. Yes. Sharp shooting. I would say and this is a games. hybrid. This I, I would agree. I mean, the shots are uh, fairly, you know, I, I was going to say fairly conventionally laid out because mm-hmm. uh, you got a lot of space in the open. It's not a fan, but it's you've got a lot of open space in the lower area. So there's room to work with. And the ramps seem to be designed. And I believe you noted this uh, last week. Uh, very accessible. Yeah, so which creates that's designed, uh, you know, this is not a bricky game. Like, I think Eric no. placed the shots well for what he's going for here. But there's a lot of stuff that occupies space that kills the the ball momentum. You said the game plays very fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I would agree, except kind of, because mm-hmm. it's like that depends on what you mean by fast. Like you're, you're talking, well, the ball gets back to your flippers fairly quickly. Is that what you meant? That would be more flow. Right. That, and so I didn't think that's what you meant because like there are shots that are feeding into these pops. You're in the pops a lot in this game. That really slows it up. Mm-hmm. And that some people might like that and some people might not. Mm-hmm. Uh, upper play fields, you know, 
well, you're at the flip, you know, you're on the flipper up there, but you're not on the flippers that matter. Like there's no risk of draining when you're on the upper it, play field. So. My point is anytime that you can hit the following sequence, you cannot say it's not, there's no combos in it. You hit the right ramp to right flipper. Then you combo it to left ramp, left flipper. Then you hit it back to right ramp, diverter, third flipper, three loops in a row. Then it goes back down to the right ramp. There's no way you can say that that, that doesn't have combos. But I, but I didn't say that. Well, I'm saying uh, using the Travis Murray expression. Well, I, I don't know what he meant by the combo. I have to go back and replay it. So to, there's no combos in this meant. game. That's silly. So he was wrong, yes. is what you're saying. The orbits on this Silly game, wrong. the orbits on this game are smoother and better than any orbits on a Jersey Jack pinball machine. The spinner shots on this game are better than any. Yeah, some people don't like orbit shots that pinball feed the pops. It's like a pathway. So yeah, I, okay, I get that. Well, because it kills the just, momentum. That's just one spinner though. Your left orbit yeah. spinner comes around lightning fast to an upper flipper, which everybody I think is in agreement. One of the favorite parts about modern pinball. Upper flippers. Uh, an orbit to an upper flipper Hmm. and then a sequential inner flipper or inner orbit flow there that there's nothing like it. That feels good. Ramps that do do something different. A, a spinning disc that I actually care about that. You don't care about the Avengers spinning disc. It doesn't, it does not shoot like this one. Well, it's in a different place. No, it's the materials. Oh, it is the materials on this one. This one, if I spun it with my finger, it feels like it is on a fully oiled ball bearing system. Mm. Whereas so it's super spinny. Yes. And then it shows you that with the light show that matches the RPMs and velocity of that spin. Avengers is needed. It feels good, but the materials used in that do not spin, nor do they hit like GNR. Do you think that's because the Avengers one has to lift? Or have you played the no, Pro? No, I've, yeah, I've got the Pro. No, uh, same thing. I don't know if it's the okay. post they use. Hmm. I don't know well, if it could be, or it could be how it's mounted. Yeah, it's you know, whatever's underneath. I don't know. I, I've never owned a game with a disc like that, so I don't know how they work. Yeah, I, I think more people are going to have to play this because uh, it looked like I would have a good time batting a ball around, but it didn't make me want to own it. Mm. Like, whereas the theme, the theme integration makes me go, that would look really cool in my lineup. But the gameplay did not, I just, but, and again, you know, fully admitting my own biases, layout aside, I do not like multi-ball heavy games. I can see that argument. I just, and Lord of the Rings, while it's got some of the, this in some ways, in terms of the, I don't think this is as easy as Lord of the Rings layout, but I would say maybe this reminds me a bit of, not laid out the same way, but in terms of ball times, maybe, uh, is it, is it, is it Spider-Man accommodating? Maybe. Yeah. I I could could see. So, and and some people are going to love that. And I think in a way that makes sense to me because, if JJPs of like 90% of them are in homes and you've got all this depth of on Kiefer's code to go through, mm-hmm. you need to be able to achieve it or people are going to get frustrated. That is one of the things I will say when it comes to multiball, and I've said it here on air as well, too much multiball can turn me off a bit. Pirates, that was the only downside to Pirates for me was it got a little bit multiball heavy and I didn't feel like I was doing much in the modes. Um, same thing with Hobbit. Hobbit can get a little bit multi-ball heavy what helped the hobbit was the code because as you're progressing through those multi-balls you really really feel like the payoff is there that Mm -hmm. is completing one of the wizard modes there's a big payoff there uh, as well as defeating smaug 
big payoff right, there. Right. So yeah, I mean, it was just so in terms of just like again, you asked me about gameplay. So with it's like okay, the the layout looks fine to me. It didn't it didn't excite me. The look of the you know the toys and the mechs and the sculpts. I th- you know that's what catches my of eye, course. not the actual geometry itself, which I think is fine. Um, but with the rules, I was just, I was like, yeah, this is so all these songs, all these addaballs, being able to be in a multi-ball mm-hmm. and then relock while in the same multi-ball. I just, all of that is a turnoff for me. Yeah. And I can, I can see that. It's just, it's just a style thing. And why don't we do this? I was going to, cause you haven't had a chance to play it yet. I was going to do yeah. something really quick for the listener to get, uh, to express doing something fast. I know. Wow. That's what she said. Are you sure? Uh, Is that possible? I'm gonna, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try to give a quick rundown of the the things I love and the things I don't love as much on Guns and Roses. Now that I have 50 or so plays on it, uh, some, okay. something I'm gonna call three up, three down. So I'm gonna tell the listener three things that are up, three things that I think that really differentiates this machine compared to all the other pinball machines made. And three things that I'm not so hot about when it comes to the recent Jersey Jack pinball reveal and release of Guns N' Roses. And I, for long-term just pinball podcast fans in general, will refer to this as six fast fonts. Oh, what is that? You remember Nate Shivers Coast to Coast and his five fast fonts? Okay. I, I, you doubt? Oh, my mm, God. Whoa, you are a new blit to this. Wow. <laughs> I've heard Nate. Chicken, a chicken McNooblet right here. <clears throat> Get your I, I, tin pack. To be fair, I heard Nate's <laughs> Michael Jordan wizard years. It's good. <laughs> I still got it, but eh, I could do better kind of thing. No, maybe. Nate, uh, if, I know you're not listening, Nate, but if you were, I, here, I'm defending you. It's okay. Shit, you know Nate. All right, doesn't. go do, do your three up, three down. All right. Do it. Three up, three down. Is don't, that better? You, have to no? say it okay. like, you don't even know what I'm rough. You immediately think I'm doing war games. Yeah, I don't know. All right. Let's oh. give you guys three ups. One of the ups on Guns N' Roses is definitely the audio video spectacle. Try to compare it to anything, even the likes of a Jersey Jack Pinball's Wizard of Oz, and it's merely laughable. It's not close, and I'm here to tell you I don't think we're going to get anything close to this. Maybe until JJP's next release. Another up for me is the unsung hero with this game, Dennis Creasel. It's the layout. The layout indeed. I think it's the low-hanging fruit that people think that they can grasp on to try to say something negative about this game, but they should not be grabbing for this fruit because this is one of the nicest, smoothest, funnest shooting games ever made. You thought Pirates was fun? This trumps it. You thought Wonka layout was fun? This is right up there with it. I think some of the identifiable shots for me, a clean left ramp that either whips it right back, cleans the left flipper or diverts it cleanly to a ball lock or a vuck without even the use of that upper flipper is key. Combos and flow like no other on this game. Sure, it has stop and go, but that's okay because when you have it coded by Kiefer, all is well. And one of the most underrated shots of this game that nobody is talking about eric likes going through pops in the most difficult fashion ever there is a shot through the pops dennis that gets you that extra ball and it's right up to the top lanes but nobody pays attention to it and you got that spinning disc post that could be in the way it is a la very much jurassic park and keith elwin it is a feel-good shot the layout on this game will remain the unsung hero but it deserves just as much credit 
The last up for my three up, three down is internet connectivity. Sweet Jesus, Mother Mary, thank God for internet connectivity. I was trying to update a Stearns Elvira this week. Fuck. Yeah, that ended up having to use fucking Etcher to do the uh, SD card thing. No, I synced this thing up online and I was like, I wonder if they even have any. Oh shit, they do have an update. Let's see how simple this is. It gives you a change log of what's gonna be updated. You press the start button and within a couple minutes, boom, maybe seconds, it was done. I didn't have to worry about stupid USBs that have to be reformatted that are either broken or something's wrong with them. No, it's done. You guys know this is the bane of my existence and I'm so happy that that is finished. It was simple. Unfortunately, three down. One of the downs is the plunge. Man, you're not sure what you were thinking on this whole plunge. This is a high energy game and doing a Twilight Zone-esque with a weak spring just doesn't feel good. Not to mention the way the ball flows out of that plunge almost puts you in danger right away. And if you get a cheap drain on the first one and you go for the second one, there is no guarantee you're gonna pull your ass out of that bowl save either. So the plunge itself, eh. I could pass on that. Another down, we were talking about it and people are talking about it, is the multi-balls. For me, the multi-balls in the songs have to stay. Those are greatness. There's a reason there's multi-balls there. You have to keep that light show going because that is the spectacle. Not only that, but the code allows for album progression to be done by the song duration. So you have to have that song going. Kiefer, don't listen to anybody. The multi-balls in those main songs are critical. However, the fillers that are put in is what I'm calling them. The uh, extra lights multi-ball or the something and other stage multi-ball. I don't yeah. think those are needed at all. Give me single ball play until I earn it in those songs and you'll be doing just fine. My last down, unfortunately, this is more so not just GNR in general, but the company of Jersey Jack Pinball. It's purchasing the game. Boy, was this a mess. The CEs come out, nobody knows where to buy them. Dealers, hell, we've been here for years been taking CE orders. It's never been a problem before. All of a sudden we got a hit and now there's an issue. We'll talk about this a little bit more, but now we're facing an LE, people trying to buy an LE, but don't know when they're gonna get a game. Purchasing this game has been short of uh, difficult. Now they're trying to figure it out. Their claim from Jersey Jack Pinball is that it has been a very overwhelming experience and they were not yet uh, suited or prepared for this. My guess is that they all focus so much on the marketing, which slayed that some people that shouldn't have had their nose in the marketing maybe should have paid a little bit more attention to sales and how to get these games on the production line and into customers and locations everywhere in the world. But maybe that's just a learning curve. Ladies and gentlemen, that's my three up, three down, or <clears throat> Three up, three down, quick thoughts. <sighs> How was that? Not bad. It was longer than I thought it oh, would be. Oh, I tried. Well, you didn't try very hard. You spent way too long talking about like every layout shot in the game. Oh. I, I like your pointing out the challenge of the of the pop bumpers through the shot to get the extra ball. Mm -hmm. When when I've got six balls, how concerned am I exactly about <laughs> just lucking my way up there? Multi-balls kill flow. I agree. Uh, well, but that's okay. I mean, that's okay. Again, you know, it's not a pure flow game. I mean, we admit there's there's stop and go on it. So I see where the multi ball. Like there are there are other layouts that would be worse. I think for multi ball, but mm -hmm. uh, I just I think it's hard to ride the ramps in this layout with the multi ball. Okay. Um, but yeah, you mentioned the filler multi balls, and one of the very first ones I think I saw. I think the very first multi ball I saw was Kevin had started his game, and he he made a shot, and then he goes, oh. 
it's the I fired from the lower left flipper behind the <laughs> upper right flipper that I was holding up multi ball. Yes. I was like, what the yeah. hell is that? That is a multi ball. <laughs> you mean yeah. the away team shot from Star Trek? That's a multi ball now? Or an add a ball, which add a ball, I'm counting add a ball as multi ball because it is. That's the one uh, of the things I think um, Joe Katz <laughs> and Keith can probably look at because whenever you're, let's say you're doing phenomenal in a song, the song to complete the song does, doesn't take a whole hell of a lot, but you need to progress through that album to get to that mini wizard mode. So you want to keep it going. What I think they could adjust a bit is whenever you complete the mode, you can sit, hit it in the center scoop. Sorry, listeners, this is boring. Hit it in the center scoop. You have two options. You can continue on right and try to build up that jackpot try to build up the album progression or you can cash out your jackpot i think what they could do is take that add a ball feature out of that because if given the option of continuing to blow up a score but also be given an extra ball why am i ever going to cash out if you're giving me an extra ball i can keep blowing it up get rid of that add a ball it's not needed but isn't the and i i, I get that and that concept of a risk reward i yes. think is a good concept but isn't the, I want to think when I was listening to a final round pinball podcast and, and Kiefer was on and explaining, he talked about the, like the way it's currently set up, something about you, you know, you have this like four X up to value and it, it sounded like it had to do with the multi balls in play. Mm. So if they take it out, like it seemed like the, the risk reward is, you know, cashing out before you drain yes. and, and getting whatever you've earned. But the value is more like the more stuff you've got running concurrently. It could be. It could be. And I'm fine with I, what I really love is during these songs, you're trying to get that power cord and locking balls back in the neck of that guitar to build up that power cord jackpot. I like that. But if I lock a ball, give me another one. You don't have to give me multiple balls. I don't need it. I need that risk reward. If I'm going to press continue, I don't need to be awarded another ball. Just my thought. So if you lock a ball up in that neck, it gives you another ball to play with? Uh, no, it gives you another ball, but it's just that add a ball feature when you continue oh. that song in the oh, scoop. Oh, the, at the center scoop. Yeah, if, yeah. You, if you continue it, it's an add a ball feature as well. So it pops I was really right surprised that it was this generous with add a ball, given how many multi-balls there are, yeah. you know, like tied with all these songs. Yeah, so I, overall, it is a dynamite. It's going to be a classic, I think think but uh where do you think it lands one month from now on the pinside top 100 oh god one month from now well top 10 i think it'll mm -hmm. be there so i think it'll I, be in i think it'll be easily in top five well it'll start at number one of course uh, if it's not there already i think this uh, legit deserves to be in the top five of all time already with such little play i've had already all right i haven't played it so i i yeah, can't of course, of course i can't say whether that's true that's why not. i try to focus it on what you think pinside will because a month gives it time. Well, the people who spent 12.5 are going to, and I'm not going to say it, a 5% factor. I'm going to put it over 50%. Will be driven by the fact that they need to justify how much money they blew on a game. <laughs> and that's why all these games tend to start really high no matter what. Mm -hmm. uh, and then that starts to come down because then there are people who didn't buy it, who are upset, and mm -hmm. then they have to drag it down. Yeah. And then maybe eventually you get like the honest reviews come in and it kind of shakes out. Uh, again, it's just this slays on so many levels even the you know the stuff that i've been critical about yeah there's still all the av integration the i mean when you listen to eric talk about the game and the passion behind it all of his focus wasn't on the geometry he's explaining about all the steam integration the cat rock walk ramps and the the drumstick mm -hmm. things and and that 
is going to appeal to a lot of collectors. And they're going to say, this looks cooler than Medieval Madness's integration. This looks cooler than... I mean, like, what's the best theme integration from Bally Williams? I actually think it's a terrible game called Champion Pub. But it looks the theme. And this is better than that. This is the best I've ever seen. And that alone, I think, probably gets it in the top Star Trek Next Gen's pretty good on theme integration. Yeah, yeah, I mean, but... Yeah, no, that's a good point. It that's is. A, a I still point. think Champion with Champion Pub, why I give it a leg up over something like Star Trek, though, is that uh, even, and I'll again, while I think this is better theme integration on uh, Guns N' Roses, where I will give Champion Pub extra credit is some of the things like the jump rope and, mm-hmm. the, and the speed bag and stuff, it's integrated interaction with the ball. Yeah. Most of this stuff is AV that the ball's not, you know, it's mm-hmm. non-interact. It doesn't interact with the ball toys. True. It's stuff that's synced to the software. Very true. And- because it's a stage show, that makes sense to me. But, you know, like the, the stuff that the ball feels like it's really interacting with, the disc is like the highlight. Yeah. And the ball locks. Like the, the that's that's the interaction. Yeah. Everything else is like, oh, well, when a pop goes, the symbol goes. Psst, a little bit. Which is cool. Yeah. So, so let's, talk maybe. About, let's talk about what the hell happened with the, the sales release of this okay. game. Yeah, well, I've read some thread. I've read some pen side threads to do my research oh, for this okay. show, Zach. And... There seemed to be, I'm going to use, I'm going to use the word debacle. That wasn't the word from the thread, but that's the word I'm going to use. I think it's there, were, uh, there seemed to be a lot of angry people who thought they had a lock on a CE, collector's edition, and it sounds like they didn't. So you're a distributor, so you have like an inside track on this. What the hell happened? I guess I'm biased though, because I have a, a side in it. Uh, well, okay, but you've declared it, you've disclosed and declared it so yes. that the listeners know. So I think that what happened, I don't know ultimately the um, the thought processes tied to what the etiology, if you will, of what happened. However, I know what happened because I experienced it and so did many of you. When this thing was announced, I knew it was going to be pretty damn hot. And given the differences that the CE had, albeit subtle, there was still enough there that I thought the CE was going to be a good seller. We were not given our allotment of CEs prior to the reveal. In my opinion, that's mistake number one. What, how, how has it normally worked? Could you explain that real quick? It normally works, and that's, what I, that's why I don't know who is at fault here, because it's true. Jersey Jack is not used to selling out CEs. You can still buy Wonka CEs. They probably didn't think that they were going to sell out of CEs so quickly. They thought they maybe have enough time. You know, they can wade through. How many does distributor A want? How many does B want? We can add them all up. Okay, we've sold an extra hundred. We're good. So they, I, I can see why they didn't think to give us an allotment prior to, but then again, they probably shouldn't have known this was going to be a pretty damn hot title. So just to be safe, they probably should have given us an allotment. What we as dealers did as soon as we sold the game, because remember, uh, listener, we didn't have that distribution agreement until like an hour before the reveal. So most of the distributors did not see anything. And even during that distribution meeting, we didn't see anything. We saw no pictures. We saw no video. We saw nothing. We talked to Jack Ranieri about the release of it. Um, there was no question and answer portion. We were just given the heads up. So many of these distributors were seeing the, seeing at the same time, and they were trying to make a decision based on a multitude of orders rather than just you as customer, a one order kind of thing. So when we email uh, and we message or call Jersey Jack and say, hey, I'd like to have 30 to 40 CEs. Right, I got an interested list of about 40 people prior to, some of them are going to drop, some of them will hang, give me 30 to 40. 
Now there is a new there's a new thing in distribution on JJP that we were being issued a if you order a game, you're going to have to put a non-refundable deposit on it. A substantial okay. non-refundable deposit. So, so that's and that's new. That's new. So we we kept that in mind so it's not like we're over-ordering, right? So we submit what we want for the CE initially. Again, we were not prompted to do this, but I think they were expecting us as dealers to do this. I, I merely did just because I was like, I've got to get my numbers in there so that they know and they can give me what I'm asking for because it's never been a problem before. I've never asked for anything from Jersey Jack Pinball and them say, no, sorry, you can only have X. Never. Neither has any other distributor to my knowledge. So even Wonka, Wonka was a hot hit at the, at the beginning there and I got all the CEs I wanted. So when that happened, um, we didn't get a message back from JJP. I didn't get anything at this time. People are still trying to order this game. So ethically, what do I do as a dealer? Do, do I make the sale? Do I uh, put it in if I don't know how many I'm going to get? So distributors probably pressured JJP and they're probably tired of hearing of us, uh, but they said, hang out, wait, give us some time until we can figure out how many CEs are going to go to each of you guys. We now have most of all of you guys saying what you want CE wise. Give us a second. We're trying to manage all of this, and then we will soon let you know how many CEs you have. That That's fine if it lasts an hour or two. But then we wait till the next day, and I've got people beating on my door. Can I get a CE or not, Zach? I need to order direct. Wait a minute. There's the big issue. All along of us trying to figure out what we can sell to our customers, that JJP hotline website is wide open, taking all the CE orders at once. Now, ultimately, JJP is their company. They can do whatever the hell they want, right? I, I agree with that. The problem is we didn't know we were not informed appropriately, in my opinion. So some dealers, because we had no direction, some dealers took as many sales as they could get. It later bit them in the ass when they were given less than half of what they requested. Then that fell to the customer who was trying to be supportive of his distributor. Right? There's a lot of benefits going through a distributor not going direct. That's another podcast. But these people were then on a list. And I, what I was telling, because I try to be as honest and freaking ethical as possible, I told customers that called in, we are not giving a, a, an allotment list yet. Here's how many people I have in line. If you would like to take that chance, you can. I would like to think, if I'm guessing here, that I would get about this many. But I do not know. I don't know. If you order direct, I'm a pinhead number one. I don't blame you at all. And some of the listeners hearing me say this right now sounds just like a broken record from what I told them. I don't know. I don't know how many I'm going to give. So that following day, we were finally given our allotment and dealers were pretty upset because I don't know. And we've, we've talked as dealers. I don't know one that got close to what they requested. So then it left us in a spot where Dennis we had to start contacting people, telling them, I'm sorry, um, we can't get you a CE. And they were pissed, rightfully so. They could, have, they could have thrown their distributor beside and went direct and got it, guaranteed. But they didn't. They tried to be loyal, and they got left in the dust. As I feel, uh, I'm speaking just for myself, but myself as a distributor, it kind of felt that way initially as well. Of the, I guess, without having have you name numbers, what percentage did you get of your request? Less than half. Okay. Hmm. 
And that and that sounds akin to what I'd been hearing. That the talk was from uh, everything else. I my understanding is right. None of the distributors made out well uh, in terms of getting what they wanted. Uh, all these angry customers <laughs> about yeah. this. Uh, you know, it's like, hey, yeah, uh, you want an LE instead? I guess that's all you could say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all I can say. And I got I got yelled at for that when I said, look, I'm unbelievably sorry on the behalf of myself and Jersey Jack pinball is one of the representatives. I I'm sorry. There's nothing I can do to make this right. I tried to do a couple little things to make it better for Ellie buyers if they want to stay in, but some of them just downright told me like, fuck off. Like now you're trying to sell me on an Ellie screw you. And they couldn't see where my mind and heart were at there, but I don't know what else I could have done. And other distributors probably felt the same way. Now, in retrospect, I'm very happy with what I was allotted because I wasn't guaranteed anything. I think that was a valuable lesson for us as dealers to learn is unless you have details, you're not guaranteed a damn thing. Don't expect anything. And that's where a lot of people were arguing on pin side and on, on you know social media forums where they said, this company doesn't own deal- owe, owe dealers anything. That was their fault for thinking they were going to get so many and taking the orders. I can kind of see that viewpoint too. Yeah, I mean, I get it, but Jersey Jack chooses to have a distributor network. And I, I think we've talked about this with other companies, but to me, it's a very, I find it very odd to straddle the line with saying, we're going to do direct sales mm-hmm. where you know they're going to keep a higher profit margin on the direct sales. And that's what, I mean, if you were to ask me as a non-distributor, why would they do such a thing? I, I would think what I believe a lot of people on the forums have thought, which is, oh, well, they don't have to give the distributors a cut if they sell direct. So mm-hmm. let's let's gouge out as many CE sales as we can through the website while we drag everyone else along mm-hmm. and then go ahead and let the distributors have the scraps. I would like to think there's two scenarios here. What I want to think as a happy and proud official distributor of George Jack Pinball is that they aren't accustomed to this. They were very much overwhelmed. And they knew they made a mistake, but it's really kind of too late to do anything about it. So they're doing their best. That's what I would like to think. Well, th- they they have sent signs of that. Yes. Like, like Kiefer did go on the forums and acknowledge that a mistake happened. Yes. And someone didn't, I guess, didn't like the way he said it. And he went and clarified. I think the way I phrased this made it very clear that the mistake is on JJP's side. Mm-hmm. And, and the cynical side of people may suggest, well, they kind of knew what they were doing. This is a new start for this company. They need the money. So they saw the ability and the opportunity. They pushed distributors back while they were making sales. And at some threshold, they started feeling a little guilty. So they cut off those online sales and passed the rest to distributors. I, I don't know what the answer is. I'd like to think it's the former. Maybe maybe it's in the middle. Could be. I, I could definitely see, like you stated earlier, that internally they didn't expect that the CEs would, even if they thought this is going to be a big hit and we're going to sell out, they didn't think they'd sell out day one. Mm-hmm. They didn't realize the power of their marketing campaign, yeah, that exactly. it was that good, that this had so much. I mean, it's just, as you noted, I don't know if I would say laughable per se, but uh, nothing else like visually lives up to this, including other JJP games. Mm-hmm. So, it just it stands alone in a just in a unique way of presenting the theme integration. So given that, I would hope that they would have thought it was going to do well. But 
I could see how they didn't think, oh, but it's going to be like even faster selling out than Rick and Morty Mm -hmm. and not having been prepared for that. So they had their online store up. They not having had the habit of giving distributors an allocation initially because there's not been a problem in the past. I could see all of that happening. Uh, That being said, they clearly, I think, know that it went it went too far. (laughs) It went too far, though, Mm -hmm. because now you've got a situation that. If you've got it set up in a way that distributors don't feel like it's worthwhile being a distributor for JJP, all that support they get through the distributors dealing with customer issues Mm -hmm. is going to flow through them, and they may not be equipped for that. I think that puts pressure on them going, you know, this, we've got like, if every, every, as far as I know, every distributor is probably upset. So everyone that I spoke with is, yes. Yeah. So that's not a great place to be in as a company because this company, I think, relies a great deal on on distributors. Spooky, I wouldn't be surprised to find, does most of their sales direct. I don't think JJP does. We did know when you add all of the models. Yeah. With Spooky, we did know the allotment prior. Right. Well, but you see, with Spooky, they know, I mean, everything is, the whole run's limited. So they're going to go in and they're going to be slicing all that up because they, Mm -hmm. I mean, Spooky always sells out eventually. Now, I did think that um, there was a request from distributors for Spooky's um, Rick and Morty. There was a request on allotment. And I do believe that dealers did not get what they requested there either. And it did feel Mm -hmm. very similar and akin to, is this Spooky trying to, take advantage of a hot license here by not letting distribute. There was some of that, but very much like Charlie is spooky. I would say to Jersey Jack as well, this isn't working either have a distributor network and support them and give them what they need to make sales or sell your own games. What one of the two, right? Cause I mean, that's the other thing outside of the support is all the marketing that I see from all these distributors all the time, pushing product, Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that's like, I mean, that's, that's free for them. That's part of what the distributors are making money selling the game so that they get that. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if they're prepared to take it all on themselves. Maybe. maybe I don't think they not. are. I don't, I don't know. Um, but anyway, I just thought it was weird because yeah, it was uh, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a bad situation where, in my view, when it's not an issue of, oh, okay, it was super popular. Not everyone who wants a CE is going to get a CE. I, t- you know, that's the, that's the FOMO. That, that's, that's the, that's, that's the works. false scarcity yeah. you chose to dance with as a, as a manufacturer. Mm-hmm. And, and so that, and most of the time that dance <laughs> ends, ends in your privilege, but yeah. given people thought they had the game and then they didn't, that is, that's terrible that because sucks. there are going to be a lot of those people that will hold this against JJP. Here's the problem, Dennis. That's not true though. What I'm seeing on the forums is they have learned one lesson, the customer base. They've learned that if you want a hot title, you order direct. That's the problem at the end oh, of yeah. the day no, that they, I have. I mean, this. that yes, that's true. I do think there will be some people that will will punish JJP on this, though. Mm, I don't think it even comes close to the amount. Well, they can't get a CE. So what, what I'm saying is Next that game, like, though, maybe that now that may very well be. Now true. here's what and one they, distributor said to me that I thought was brilliant. I'm not going to name who they are, but they said, "Look, for stuff like this, for um, your Yellow Brick Road Wizard of Oz, I think Yellow Brick Road Wizard of Oz was only allotted to the dealers." Uh, JJP did not sell those models that was to the distributors to sell. He said, yeah, why? did those fly off the shelf sack? <laughs> That's a different uh, story. You don't need to answer that. Story. I'll answer it for but, you. It did not. But he said, why don't the CEs 
that should be for dealers to sell. If Jersey Jack can make an infinite amount of standards and nearly an infinite amount of LEs, they should be able to sell those as much as they want. But something limited like that, that should be a perk of being a dealer. Hmm. That made sense. Actually, I think that's a that's a pretty, uh, I think, nice idea to uh, to incentivize being a distributor. Yeah, because they're still making the money off of us as dealers purchasing them, right? Maybe they right. even bump that up a little bit if it's a hot. I don't know. But uh, that makes sense. But Jersey Jack could do something to help in this situation. They haven't yet, but they could have. They've, it's still early. Yeah. I mean, it has been less than a week than all this happened. I don't want to. They're ex- trying to figure you know, it out. I don't out. expect them to immediately come up with a solution. Yeah. And very quickly, the second issue that we're facing now is that LEs are being built, but we're also told that standards are being built. We don't know when CEs are being built. It's the little bit of lack of communication I've had. This sounds like I am, it sounds like hyperbole. It sounds like an exaggeration. It is not. I've had over 60 messages in the last 24 hours saying, Zach, when am I either getting my LE or if I order from you, when am I looking to get my LE? And right now I've asked Jersey Jack twice. Now they're working on it. They've sent me messaging saying we're working on it. Bear with us here. Be patient there. I don't know what to tell my customers. Are they ready now, in October, the, March? I, I have no clue. In the promo video, or some of the promotional photos, uh, it looked like they built a lot. Like, what did they already build? What What is that? I don't know how many. I just know that dealers got some for like showrooms. And uh, I, mm-hmm. I got a couple. Right. I right. got a couple LEs. And we know some want. are on location. Yes. Uh, some were out before Buffalo streamed. Mm-hmm. I know there were some out on location. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I don't know if they're, I, I saw standards on the line. I, I don't know with however many I bought, how many I'll get. So when customers say, where am I at in queue? About how many do you think you're going to get in this first run? These are all things that Stern has perfected. They have perfected them. The only thing that Stern still struggles with is very much like the CE debacle. We're not giving given our LE allotment until after the game's already been announced. I'm taking a list of interested people, and I don't know how many LEs I'm going to get with Stern. That is always a balancing act that is never fun for us dealers. And I'm not crying a river here. Don't feel sorry for us. But it's just that's the complexity it comes with launch day kind of stuff. It It's a mess. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, so sorry. There's a little inside. Well, uh, there, hey, this is not this has been a big topic that people are definitely discussing online because it affected, it affected customers. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So I think it was a good one to cover. I can say that I'm very happy with, uh, with this new production line, new factory. I was wondering how many issues I'd have out of the box with NLE. Um, so far, pretty good. The only thing I had to tweak was a flipper. Flipper is a little soft. I had to adjust the coil stop a bit. Uh, but other than that, it's, it's been really good. They, oh, I will say they did forget they only gave me five balls and not six. And I've heard somebody else report that. So <gasps> some of your early LEs might be short a ball. Uh-oh. Neutered. There's a shortage, <laughs> a ball shortage. Ball shortage. Yes, I had, Continues. I had to add one. But no, it's, uh, I've had some issues out of the box before with JJP because of how much stuff's in them. I would say this is less than that thus far compared to uh, the other titles I've got for JJP. All right. Good. I think this is, this is going to be a huge hit. I'm going to project that it will. Now I'm wondering if they'll actually sell more of these than Waz. That's always been my rule is nothing will outsell Waz because how. Waz was so cheap at first. Yeah, I just don't see how. And they've ran it so many times. Yeah. So, that, But I'm going to say this will be second to Waz. That's where I'm going to go, come in at. Absolutely. Without a doubt. 
Yep. I would I'd put big money on so, that. Congratulations to Jersey Jack. Uh, excellent launch again. Uh, game looks incredible. Mm-hmm. They're, they'll be very successful. They got to be happy with this. And I think that they should, they should really give a lot of credit to some of the creators and marketers that uh, made it happen. Ken Cromwell, Eric Minier, Joe Katz. There are six coders on this, Dennis. Like there is a mm-hmm. huge team of people that and I almost hope, as many artists. Yeah. And I think they do appreciate uh, these these individuals as much, but man, overnight those brains just made a lot of money. Cha-ching. Talking about a lot of money, let's talk about Stern Pinball and the Elvira Topper. So, how much is the Elvira Topper? It is, is one thousand dollars plus shipping. Oh, the rumors were true. Absolutely, I saw your shill video. Did how did you like it? Uh, well. I don't really like I fast forwarded through half of it because I didn't really need to know how to put a topper on top of a game. It's so simple to with Stearns. <laughs> I liked I liked how you were like, get rid of this last page saying install complete. <laughs> Save some trees. That's my so that I was the highlight for me. Because I liked that you had an, a strong environmental message well, there. There you go. There you go. Uh does it make you want to say bye bye bye? Um at that price, absolutely not. <laughs> I <laughs> the topper uh, like quality wise looked good to me. It's cool. Yeah. You, you highlight like how, you know, it's like a it's sculpted and stuff, but I just thought the, uh, you know, that flat panel lift thing mm-hmm. for the scream, I get it from an integration standpoint, but it's like, did that, this is the, the topper doesn't even have color changing RGB though. Uh, it may, but it's not coded as, as such. Uh, the, it looked like the eyes only flash red, they and then do. there were like green lights. Maybe there's some color changing under like the the backlighting, but I just so other than a coil to lift the li- the lid, <laughs> yeah. this topper is very. It's just really the sculpt. Mm-hmm. So why is it a thousand dollars? I just uh, I'm. I mean, I understand because they're going to sell them because they're they can. Sell them I out. guess I don't know. They're, yeah, but I would absolutely I. I wouldn't even be compelled to try and twist myself into a pretzel to buy this. It's just to me, no, like, I mean, I could see people, I know where, here's where you're going to, here's what's going to happen. A bunch of people have bought like SLEs and stuff. And they're going to be like, this is the only way to properly complete the full look of the game. And they're going to give you the thousand dollars. But, uh, and you know, the resale value on it, means i can't say that it's a bad purchase because we don't have evidence get their yet. money back out of it yeah. too so especially that, if the rumor of only making 200 is true yeah uh, but again that's still just a rumor and so i it's i'm setting that aside and i'm just like i just don't well see no i can i can it. i, I can don't. confirm here for the listener that their plan is to make 200 they're not calling it this is straight from the source people they're not calling a limited edition because they're not ruling out making more, so they don't want. Oh, so it's like the Jurassic Park thing when you thought there was only going to be the one allotment originally. They they they've said very clear to me. They're like, no, we're our plan is we bought parts for two hundred, and that's what we're going to make. If for some reason we need to make more, we'll ultimately make more. But no, the plan Do is you to think make two hundred because of. And maybe this is inaccurate, but last I had heard, you could still get R two D two toppers new. I still have them in stock. So, okay. So they know, so they've, so they've learned from saying that limit earlier, mm-hmm. that that limit was too high. I would say that the desire and the, the collector, cause this is kind of a collector thing. These toppers, I yeah. would say the, uh, the collectability and the desirability for Elvira is higher than star Wars. So that's, I could see that be tough. It's a popular game. Yeah. I mean, I would rather own Elvira than uh, star Wars as a pinball machine. Tough call for me there, but. 
Yeah, the toppers are doing very well. They are surprisingly too. I didn't, I had a lot of people on an interested list. Now there were some people that messaged Nicole and I back when we sent them an invoice for a thousand dollars. They said, you've, you're smoking, right? But we, 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 I think we could be sold out. I have to go back. I just, like I said, got back from into out of town, but I think we're probably sold out of them. Okay. That's well, crazy. You know, we, we've discussed it back when it was a rumor. I got so a lot, I'm, Dennis. I, that's crazy. It's, I mean, I, uh, it's real. That's just really expensive. I, but it is what it but is. But here, here's a fact, listener. If you have an Elvira pinball machine, it looks a hell of a lot better and cooler with the topper than without. Period. Minus how much it costs. Hmm. It's a I just damn it, cool topper. I'm gonna, I'm gonna counter and say, well, I agree. It looks cooler with the topper than without. It doesn't look a thousand dollars cooler. And that's my measure. Yeah, I mean, be. you guys got thousand dollars. Some people it could be ten thousand dollars cooler. To some people, a hundred dollars cooler. Sure, it's all relative. Sure, it is. But I think I think someone on this show needs to specify. Will you like bring it back to reality a little bit? I speak for the majority. That's I and I agree. <laughs> and I agree. I can't tell you this. I'm the plebe on this show. We, we, you are <laughs> the le. Oh, I can't wait until I get my collector's edition next to my le. Oh, so uh, I don't want to sink to a premium, but sometimes I just, I cannot wait. The heads must align. I can say that direct from the source of Stern Pimble, I was contacted by them yesterday. They were able to view the video. They're happy with it. They said that ideally their plan was to release this topper simultaneously with the 1.0 code because uh, we're at 0.99 on Elvira. Right. Um, so, and they said it's, it's hard to always be able to match that up, but, um, they wanted me to let people know uh, and maybe do an updated video that once 1.0 code is released here soon is what I'm being told soon for Elvira, you're going to see a ton more interaction with that topper. They were like, we love that you did the video. It's it was kind of tough because of how much we know is being added to the 1.0 code. But so uh, as an update, if you already like what you see, you kind of ain't seen nothing yet until the 1.0 code comes out. And it sounds like we're, we're getting close to that. Uh, here's what I would do <clears throat> because obviously you're a distributor and you want to help sell product. And yes. so it makes sense for you to do the video you did and do a new video. Like Stern is subtly, kindly suggesting that they would love for you to do <laughs> Yeah. here. Why don't you say that you will be more than happy to do a new topper interactivity video when the video adapter is released again, where's the video adapter? I, I actually had someone ask me yesterday <laughs> on my birthday, where is the video adapter? Uh, happy birthday. Where's my video adapter? <laughs> you didn't say it quite like that. But they're like, when is Stern going to sell the video adapters? I'm like, uh, I don't know. If, Stern doesn't talk to me. If it makes you feel any better, I did ask at least. I didn't get an answer. And they know that by now. It's like funny. It's like, well, if Zach asks something, because he will ask, yeah. you can choose not to answer him. He's not going to take that personally. It's kind of a thing we have. So I, I don't have any information. Are you that. saying that I should ask? No, I would I would implore everybody to ask <laughs> hey, this, if they want to. This is Dennis, you know. No, you don't. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> can you tell me when you're going to re release the adapter that's done? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I can know. I do know that the people that work on them, that are in the parts and accessories department, they're freaking awesome people. They're great. But I, I don't know. I don't know what the plan is. Who knows? I, well, I just I want, thought I'd, I'd bring it up while would, we we're on Stern. I would so. love to know where the Stranger Things top. And look, I've asked listener. I've asked Stern Pinball. Hey. You know, Jack Danger's got the streams. You got Marco and Emoto doing all your stuff. 
can, can a guy get the accessories line, please? Just let me do the videos for that. Come on. Why? Do you want to be a stern pinball ambassador? I, I would like to continue being a pinball ambassador, and toppers are. Are you really kind an of a ambassador of, of this hobby? I think I put the ass in ambassador. Thank you. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I think I, uh, I think I help move forward. Edit. I know I help move forward this hobby. So yeah, I try and hold this hobby back, so I consider myself <laughs> like uh, a D uh, ambassador, the the no, a pinball saboteur or something. <laughs> I am a pinball digressor, thank you. Here I am, like trying to keep my fingers in the in all the holes popping up That's in the right. dam. Uh, trying to stop these, like, no, we Don't I'm plugging this one thousand dollar topper thing. Yeah. No, I'm plugging this. People order CEs and don't get them. We don't I'm just like multi balls. We don't like I don't ramps. Like, I hate multi ball. I hate combo non combos. Yes. I I don't care how many times your spinny disc can go spinny spin. That's what lube is for. <laughs> Pinball's regressor, ladies and gentlemen. Mm. All right, so yeah, those are the topper updates. And did you notice, listener, I haven't talked about heavy metal yet because I think, unfortunately, the Elvira topper was a bigger headline than the poor heavy metal release and stream this week. Oof. Well, they will probably sell more Elvira toppers than heavy metal. man. Damn. Oh, it was so sad. Just I haven't watched the stream yet, but I'm like, I know I, I have not. I've oh not seen it. But the price point it's at, and given what the oh. layout is, I just DMD game. I just don't it'll see shoot it. well. That's a guarantee. Star Wars sure. pin shot well, and that and that means a lot. But the thing is, you can get that same layout for less. I want to hear all of you damn competition players. It's all about the flowing the bill. Where are you guys at? Where's your shilling at for heavy metal? Shit. But they can already get the they are can already get the gameplay experience through another game. I would argue you couldn't. Well, why would you argue that? Uh, because Star Wars: The Pin is created cabinet-wise from a different material, thus it's going to have a different feel. We yeah, have, but that's not going to affect gameplay. I think it could. Um, how much you can okay. nudge, move, how the okay. feel of it. Okay, I mean, I know MDF is 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 a heavier wood, but there have been commercial pinball machines in the past that were MDF. Just ask, just ask Bally oh, in the mid eighties. Yeah, exactly my point as well. Yeah, or Playmatic, they did MDF. Yeah, still might have a different feel. You get Spider Man Home. It's very and, very similar. And you know layout. what? To be fair, um, the play field. The way they put the art down on the pin is different. And the play field's made out of something different. So I think very much so it will have a different feel. What did they make the play field out of? It was it's not that standard play field, you know, uh it's not the ply? Uh, I don't know. It's just I know it's not the same. It's a different color. Hmm. It's a different yeah, it's different. The way the art's adhered, I think it might be a, a, a decal kind of thing, uh, overlay. Well, write, write to George Gomez and ask what the difference is, because I'm curious. Yeah, there's a difference. But not curious enough for me to do it myself. So. Sorry, heavy metal. Heavy metal meltdown. Wow. More like heavy metal letdown. Am I right? <laughs> oh. Whew, I already feel like this show has been big, but the only thing that can make it bigger, Dennis, is a little bit of what... <laughs> I love this segment. Mm. Pinball market trends. Oh yeah! Woo! That was a 
pretty loud. Yeah. I had to get a complaint or two on that. You know, I had such a damn good joke, political joke, and nobody messaged me in. Don't? No. With the Dean? With the, the, the Howard Dean? I yeah, no, they, people don't want to talk about politics on pinball stuff. That was a good reference. That was good. It was. It was clever. I'm ge- I'm giving you credit for it, so Thank you can you. take that, uh, keep you warm at night with that thought. Shit. Go ahead and, and do your mark. What's what's trending up? Trending up this week is Guns and Fucking Roses, baby, by Jersey Jack Pimble. I think it actually has that acronym on Pinside, G-N-F-R now. It's just <laughs> kind of is what it okay. is. And probably you got segregated from the Daddy East one anyways. There's a Guns and Roses. There's a Guns and Fucking Roses, right? That's the differentiator yeah. here. No JJP either. Uh, in particular, this week, training up is the CE and LE versions. The CE, please don't make me explain that again. Uh, but the LE, I kind of thought about it today. I was like, playing the LE? Eh, do I need any more than this? This is pretty much all that pinball could ever give me. Do I really need any more? The standard, I don't know. Nobody's really seen video of it. I haven't played it, so I don't know what the standard. They're still selling, selling well. Not even close to as well as the LEs or subsequently the C's, but they are selling. So you guys knew it, right? Training up is going to have to be GNR. Also training up this week is the Elvira Topper. Bye, 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 I say, because people are. Woo! And turn people away from a $1,000 topper? My word. I declare. What, what have we done to this industry with toppers? Topper love, y'all. Love. Love, love. People are loving the Elvira top. Yeah, I guess. Numbers don't lie, Dennis. I only report the facts here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Pinball you say Show that a lot. presents the Pinball Market Trends. And also training up this week is North Carolina. Yeehaw! I guess Yeehaw is not. <laughs> why is making North Carolina cowboy country? I don't know. They're kind of a hybrid. Trending down, Zach's knowledge of the cattle industry. I guess they're East. Where's North Carolina fall? Are they northern? It's on the Atlantic coast. They're Atlantic. They're Easters, right? Easter, Eastern people, Eastern folk. I don't. I mean, they're Southerners, but oh, so they are Southeasters. You can't yeehaw it. Okay. Well, I mean, you can, but never mind. Woohoo! Go blue. Yeehaw's a cowboy thing, not (laughs) a South thing. (laughs) Tar Heels. Yes, are some Southern cowboys, but not North Carolina. I guarantee there's a cowboy in North Carolina. Yeah, oh, there's probably like five, but... Get up. All right, go on. What, why, why is North Carolina even in this list? <laughs> That's what I was hoping for. All right, so North Carolina is on the list because personally, I've got to say, of all the states in the beautiful United States, flipping out pinball is loving them. Some North Carolina. Y'all in North Carolina, I have some my one of my biggest buyer bases for some reason is in north carolina georgia guess what you guys are great you're right there you really are right there even south carolina you didn't think anybody in south carolina played pinball they do plenty of south carolina buyers and friends over there but for some pennsylvania that's good too new york my people's up there in new york california surprisingly we don't really need to hear the california, entire you guys are close. state list texas this isn't a i COVID got your report. back but North Carolina oh folks, give yourself a round of applause. You are flipping out. Absolutely. I don't know why. North Carolina, coming out of nowhere, you're like one of my biggest peoples. Normally, God. the pinball show isn't a super like big commercial ad for flipping out. That's kind of pushing it. You know what? 
fair. And all this discussion about distribution, fair. But let me have one every 10 episodes. Just one, Din Din. No, I'm just not stopping one. you. I'm just pointing it out that, you know. God, you got brownie points from all the fucking no viewers for that one. Oh, unfortunately, trending down this week is everything else. It's a buyer's market right now, y'all. If you want to buy, your hand is on the throttle. You're the one driving this, bitch. Where are we going? No, I think that I think that deal of the WTF Iron Man is still like 7500 Oh. So I'm not sure you're Jesus. right. Jesus. Well, it's a rational, sane buyer's market right now. Everything is down. You name a pin right now, Dennis. Name one pinball machine besides GNR. Go. Avengers Ellie. That's... It's actually down a little bit. Secondary. No, it's not. Yes, you it just is. have to say that because you fucked yourself I in. I promise you. They were <laughs> you selling fucked yourself look, in. And you're it's an encyclopedia <laughs> in my brain, my I friend. I don't know why I named They one. were going on ten thousand dollars. The brand it's new nine ninety nine, <laughs> right? Or nine thousand ninety nine. Just like falling through the right floor. Right now. <laughs> no, 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 no one wants them anymore. They don't let the spinning disc isn't spinny enough. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Trinity Brown. This show Just is so stupid. Why do we do this show? <laughs> also trending down this week is Black Rubbers. How about it? <laughs> no, those have, no one's ever liked that. They shed little poopy strips Even the black no silicone. Here's what GNR also did. Whoever was smart enough over at, that, uh, over at that factory and the design team to put all translucent silicone should get a raise. Because nothing should go in the majority of pinball machines in 2020 than translucent silicone. Period. Dot. The the light saturation from all of the colorful LEDs does so much better than anything dark. And don't give me those ugly ass colored silicone people. Stop putting those in your machine. It's go translucent or go home. That's what I say. Black rubbers. Nice try. You're so 1970s. That would be white. No, white rubbers are out too. They get dirty. No, but I meant in the seventies they were using white. Oh, were they? Yeah. Oh. Whose idea was the black ones then? I don't know. I don't know when they came in, God. but I think it used to just be white. Oh, and if you guys don't get those ugly ass red rubbers off your flippers, George Jack, come on, stop with the red. You're giving a silicone no, everywhere else. Red's fine. I put red on oh, my firepower. They do play the best. I'll give them that. You took an entire Walking Dead and did it up in red. What the hell are you talking that about now? red LEDs. You, yes, which just made the whole thing look like, even the rubbers look blood-drenched red by the time your lighting was yes, done. Yes, but there was a nice hue and saturation in those oh translucent silicones that you're not going to get from a plain red silicone. It's not going to happen. Hmm. And ladies and gentlemen, we've got it. Here it is, fresh off the press. Here's your viewer trend. And trending up this week is Zach's use of a cliffhanger from Batman. Bye, bye, bye. Thank you, Mr. Byers. We appreciate that. All the love out to Texas for you. Pew, pew, yeah. Go Tar Heels. But this week's, but this week we Tar got Heels. A, I, do, I guess I switched it with the North Carolina. Yes. We'll end you off with a little deals of the week. Bye-bye. That was a stripper that came to Dennis' house. Welcome to the Pinball Zach is pissed off everyone in the state. <laughs> Strippers, <laughs> Texas, North Carolina. <laughs> yeah, right. congratulations, Robert. Here, I'm yeah. choice of North Carolina Target. The rubber company. Everybody. Silicon, not rubber. <sighs> Let's do a really fast deals of the week. Deals of the week this oh, week. Please. Check out Mike Exotic. Oh, boy. Out of Marion, North Carolina. See, North Carolina, there he is. 
He's got a Marvel's Avengers Blue Elf. Go, go, go Texans! Oh wait. oh, no, wait, that's our hard state! Hang them horns! Uh, we've got a. <laughs> We got a, a Marvel's Avengers package. They're going to give you them before you bore the, them. Most, Zach. the most beautiful Marvel's original Stern pinball machine, uh, Blue LE edition. Plus, you get the arcade cab too. Ah, huh? you like the arcade cab? That Mar- Marvel versus Capcom. You get the package deal oh, for six wow. sixty six hundred bucks. I don't think it's too bad. Once you, I don't know anything about arcade value, so I can't say. I, I figured it was about a thousand bucks at least, right? Maybe I, mean, I, I don't know. I'll put you mid fives for Avengers, the blue one that's rare. Yeah, I think it's a deal of the uh, week. Avengers, the blue one. The, 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 that's right. TBL, the blue. Oh, also, where are we go? Ooh, the Moss Group, another distributor. Got to go over to the Moss Group. See Moss on Pinside. They're selling the Beatles new in box for sixty four fifty. Oboe. I, here, guess what, guys? I can't buy one for that as a dealer. So you know that that is a deal of the week. Sixty-four fifty oboe. Give him sixty-two hundred. He probably has too many in inventory. Wowzers! Buy, buy, buy! Buy that one. That's a hell of a deal. And a Guardians of the Galaxy LE with the topper. I heard those were trending up. By our friend Joe Fox, Mr. Deal Man himself, up in Middletown, Delaware. Go something in Delaware. There's nothing in Delaware. Sweet Jesus. I think you could skip through well, Delaware in an hour and a half, right? State. Can you skip through the entire state in an hour and a half? I think so. You didn't even name them in your list of, hey, flipping out supporters. So I guess you've never sold a game up there. Well, to be fair with Joe Fox, it is pretty, pretty trendy up there. He buys all of our machines. So, uh, yeah, he's got a stock Guardians. I think I probably sold this to him. And the topper, 8,000 oboe. Joe, you're giving it away. It's only got the eight, 700 plays. It's brand new. Bye, bye, bye. Yeah, and these are harder to find, the Guardian's premium LEs. So I would say, uh, without a doubt, $8,000 or best offer. And your last thing is going to be a deals of the what? Who? What? How? What is this? I stumbled upon this on Pinside, Dennis. <laughs> I just, by the way, I just really quick went, yeah. went to see what is the state of Delaware known for? Oh, no. <laughs> I just Joe looked Fox? and it says, no, it just says state beverage, milk. <laughs> well, hey. And at that point, I closed my window because I just didn't care. Could you that. get more plain? What's exactly? <laughs> exactly. Well, oh, and the state, like, state uh, flowers are rose. State fish is weak fish. <laughs> weak fish. <laughs> All right, so this is a deal that I don't know what to, where to place this, but I'm intrigued. Out of Evansville, Indiana, pin cider by the name of Extra Ball with only one X. Uh, Extra Ball. Aren't pinball. you in Evansville? I'm in Evansville. They've oh. owned, they've been a uh, they've been a person or they've been a pin cider for under a year. They're selling a Black Knight Sword of Rage pinball topper, new in the box. <gasps> it's your son. He went on and listed your Black Knight. That son of a bitch. It might be. It says. They opened it to confirm there was no shipping damage, but the topper itself was unboxed. That's not possible. But they're asking $1,000 oboe for this sort of rage topper. Now, they're in my backyard. I know everybody in Evansville that does pinball. Who is this or mystery extra ball? I, need a, I don't know. I need an employee. Extra ball. Shout out. Help a guy out. I don't, so this just intrigued me, listener. I, I just don't know who this is, and this is not a big town, and they've not reached out to me. How dare they? Must be fucking Nate Shivers fans over there or something. Whatever. 
Yeah, I just can't believe they didn't go and kiss the ring before listing it. I get all my information from Twip, thank you. I don't have to listen to anything or watch nothing. Probably Twip fan. That was your deals of the week! Come on! Mark Chain! No songs. Well, I guess I can sign off then. That would be a good idea. Let's get the hell out of here. Dennis, uh, where can people check you out between now and the next time besides the pinball networks, gmail.com. Yeah, they can always go to click the podcast at gmail.com or go to facebook.com slash collect gamers podcast. That's the other podcast I do with, uh, Tony Man, you and Tony tone got a little, week. got a little warm last time there. Mm, Strong yeah. taste. He was very, he got, he got very upset with, Oof. uh, a lot of things to be frank. With a lot, yeah. I was going to say, well, I don't know how to encapsulate that easily. So let's just say Tony, Tony, sometimes it's not just Dennis who has the dander up. Tony had some dander up there. He was even going against the, uh, the poor deep seal team, deep root six. I was like, <laughs> deep seal yeah. six. Whew. Just imagine a seal like, with an eye patch. That's a- <laughs> Like a you know actual m- million seal, or, or. yeah, or. with a hammer and I'm, one. I'm trying to do a seal with an R, R, or and uh, yeah, and a pirate seal doesn't work. Doesn't work. Whatever. Hey, yeah. uh, what, what's your distributor company? We haven't heard it that all this episode. Oh, speaking <laughs> of, if you guys are ready to buy a brand new or pre-owned pinball machine, an escalator, stair, climbing hand truck, call your favorite dealer. You're going to buy from somebody. Might as well buy from a friend that's helping create media for you to enjoy. It's, it, it's a match made in heaven, you and I. As we skip off into the sunset with our brand new Avengers LE, come on. 812-457-9711 or email me at Zach, Z-A-C-H, at flip, the letter N, out, pinball.com. It's always a lot faster when you text or email people. I love you. I want to chat with you. But those go on a queue list. Got to, got to call those people back. And you can see our straight down the middle of pinball. <gasps> Damn it. We, we didn't even get to talk about the fucking goat unboxing. I didn't see that. Tune in next week when Dennis gives his opinion on me unboxing a pinball machine with the greatest of all time, acronym for GOAT. And that's what it was. It was a GOAT. Yeah, someone spoiled it for me. His name was Keith. That's close, right? <laughs> yes. Goat it's almost Keith. identical. Oh. Uh, uh, Albert Alger would never know the difference. He tickled my hand when he was licking it. <laughs> oh. Did you uh, oh. slap that ass? Oh, damn it. I didn't. He was a little dirty, not going to lie, but I wanted him. I still wanted him. He was like one of those uh, shitty stepchildren. There's great stepchildren out there. There's some real bastards out there. He was like one of those where you're like, I kind of want you. I don't want to call you my own, but not so much. So what's on TPN this week? Oh, TPN this week. Uh, New Silver Ball Chronicles? I hope that that's your I ball think game. it's close. I'm not promising that it'll be out this week, ladies and gentlemen, okay. but it's possible. Well, people need to check out Silver Ball Stories. Josh Jacobs is having a monthly special. He loves everything horror in October. Every Saturday, you're going to have a brand new Silver Ball Stories uh, little episode. And the one this last week featured you, Dennis Creasel. And may I say, your acting was superb. I wish I, after I did it, I remembered what he was riffing off of. Like the script was very similar to a horror movie, but I didn't remember initially. Which so one I wish was I had it? done it. It was uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. Oh. For my part back. with the radio station. Yeah. I very and I've only that. seen that movie once. So I, I should have gone back to see if I could have watched her. Uh, it's a woman in that one. And mm-hmm. I wanted to remember how she delivered her lines. But I also uh, am lazy. So I didn't do that. Man, you did a superb job. There's a lot of creativity over there. I think we also get a final round pinball podcast video this week. 
Oh. Yeah, I think I think Marty Robbins and Jeff Tillis are doing a video that you can find on Final Round at their Facebook where they're going to be discussing pinball podcasts. I don't know any more than that, but I'm intrigued. Mm. Wow, it's just it's gonna, it's just going to be a trending segment you used to try and do that upset everyone. God. You will have to wait and see. It's like he's copying off of Nate Shivers. Ugh. Nate never did that. I am the sole proprietor of pinball market trends. All right, uh, I think that's it, y'all. Damn, what a week. What a week this has been. Woo! All the emotions this week. Tune in next week as Dennis and I plot to take over the pinball world. Was this this a pinky in the brain reference? It was was tried, but then I thought, damn it, I'm pinky. That's not going to work. Hmm. For Dennis Creasel, I'm Zach Minnie. And remember, you can keep your hands extra warm with hot rails. Always practice safe pinball and... Go to a distributor first, people. Up. So long, everybody.